0: You are Meg John Barker. Oh, you're Justin Hancock. And together we are...
1: Meg John and Justin Podcast. Podcast. Yay! We both said podcast, that was nice.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We have a question, dear uh, listeners, uh, rough, smooth, textured, silky... Ear Fragrant ear pals and listeners... Mm -hmm. Uh, thanks so much for listening Uh, this is our free feed if you want these extra podcasts if you want to have the same frequency of podcasts that we've been delivering uh, this content uh, you need to subscribe to our Patreon patreon.com forward slash Meg, John and Justin where you can see all the other content that we have for you on there Uh, there are tiers where you can subscribe and pay as much as you like uh, according to your means Uh, It would be great if you uh, could subscribe to that and then we can start to generate a bit of income to help us pay for the podcast and the cost of doing the podcast and also at some point eventually even our time to do it. Uh, Because at the minute this is like a hobby that we do, isn't it MJ? I work together but uh, it's... Yeah, we're uh, making
1: it We're making it. well, I've just gone self-employed so that's part yeah. of the impetus, Is like um, making it one of our paid gigs
0: It's kind of relevant to this question because we have talked about this in the past we, in fact we did a whole podcast about this for ourselves but we'll talk about that in a bit, but this is someone who's written into us asking about how and should they break up with their band so the question is, I think I have to break up with my band and uh, it's killing me Logically, emotionally, physically, everything is saying stop doing this. But also I love the band, my friends, the songs, really deeply. And I have a lot of sunk costs, time, creative energy, financial uh, in the band. So um, we think we wanted to explore this quite tightly about, you know, how, how do we... How would we break up a band because we're yeah. both interested in music well, um, yeah,
1: I've just been like googling Fleetwood Mac and Abba to try and find out about their various stories of exactly. relationships, and yeah it's um, yeah, we're going to talk about bands it yeah will, it will apply to other contexts than bands, yeah, as but well
0: we but will do, do another podcast at some point about how to end relationships how to and also how to end friendships, which would be a different one, so how to end romantic relationships, how to do endings generally, and how to do friend breakups, that's going to be yeah. there on the list of things that we're going to do at some point. Definitely. This but this,
1: uh, this really gets into particularly group relationships and particularly uh, relationships with people we work with. Yeah. yeah. But we're going to talk about bands. But we're going to keep it tight to bands. because It's because we spent 47 minutes on the, on the other one that we did today and we're yeah. like trying to tighten it up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and also,
0: I know for a fact that we have at least uh, members of two different bands who listen to us. Serious? Yeah. Well, this band... Um, who um, yeah But
1: this band then, is going to break up this, so what they might
0: do yeah, yeah. Well, or, well will the band break up or will this person just leave the band
1: oh uh, but the band also, may still be there but the rest of the band may not listen to it I'm just thinking in terms of getting someone to do us a theme tune
0: well no the so other like band it. is Charismatic Megafauna and uh, they'd be great they're a fucking brilliant band
1: they sound Charismatic amazing Megafauna,
0: yeah. Charismatic
1: Megafauna Charismatic Megafauna will you write us a theme tune
0: I mean yeah I'll, I could just, message them yeah because uh, uh, we're yeah they are they are great dear listener, and they are now available on Spotify because
1: Gender Stories has a theme tune
0: yeah I mean I'm, I don't know whether we need to have a theme no. tune or not but okay. you know but yeah. yeah Gender Stories does have a theme tune uh, yeah
1: better.
0: but this band <laughs> are like an, they're like a they're like a they're like a punk band Nice. So the, the kind of thing that they do would like be really revved up but sometimes that's
1: Well, that's very us. That's not very yeah. us. It's not very us at all. Uh, um, yeah, they're this kind is of
0: they're very good. They yeah. they shout and they dance and it's uh joyful but also angry and political I mean that
1: sounds awesome and it's about it sounds, gender
0: and politics it and sounds
1: so brilliant it's not the kind of music I listen to you know? oh I think you would like it that's where I've gone straight to Fleetwood Mac and Abba well is it anything like Fleetwood Mac or Abba no, no. it's nothing
0: like any and of see, those I have shocking like- taste
1: in music I was outed for my bad taste in music really yes because um somebody interviewed me a journalist about um like Sorry, I'm going to go off on a tangent, but it is kind of, kind of interesting. It was like all these questionnaires about straight people okay. um, and straight culture. That's it, because it was when those guys were saying they wanted to have a straight pride and celebrate uh, straight culture. Right. And all these questionnaires went around, like, what would straight culture be like? And a lot of the questions were like, what music you're into? And basically I ticked all of the boxes for being into shit cheesy music oh. that straight people are into. Oh. Um, so when I, when I answered these questions for this journalist, the main thing they led with was that I had straight interest in music. I know. So I've been, oh. I've been outed for my terrible music taste, which is terrible. Oh. I'm like the person who will buy the Greatest Hits album and nothing else right. by pretty much anybody you care to mention, oh. except probably cool musicians. Oh, I know. Who, I'm into Leonard Cohen. I'm so sad about all of this. I mean, Leonard, Co- Leonard Cohen's great. Yeah. I mean, I'm not actually. Sure I wouldn't Cohen, just but. get Leonard Cohen's greatest hits. I'd be like with albums for Leonard. There you go. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. And I did get into Motown like when I was a kid, and like nobody else was into Motown. I yeah. knew it was like I just got into heavily into Motown.
0: I don't like this kind of uh, snobbery about people. Oh, well, music this tastes. was one
1: of the points I made yeah. because it's like it's not it's not just it's not like straight people music necessarily. Although there is an appropriation of queer people's music and people of colors music which is really problematic, but it's not necessarily about that. It's also about people coming from different cultural contexts. Mm. And my point was that you know, like this kind of idea that you need to be into certain kind of music can be really elitist and snobby as well. Oh, big time! Yeah,
0: and also you're kind of missing out on. Well, there's wonderful music out there. Like I had mm. certainly, I had a lot of intellectual snobbery, like music snobbery about, um, you know, because I was like a cool indie kid and listening to edgy music of mm. uh, not listening to people like George Michael. And now I listen to George you Michael love George all Michael. the time. Right. All the time. Yeah. He's like, a genius. Pray for a St. George. Yeah. Let's all just listen to Praying for Time I mean, over we can, and we, over again. George
1: Michael is solidly in our overlap.
0: So the first two songs from "Listen Without Prejudice" mm. are "Praying for Time" yes. and "Freedom '90." Come on, have some of that. Have are some there of that. any? Yeah. Are there two better songs to start any album off anywhere in the world? Well, we could. Are there? Are there? Dear listener, write to us. I mean, there probably are.
1: I mean, there Those might be. The underground. That I was just going to say about yeah. the underground. Who, anyway? Else I like, anyway.
0: Which we'll talk about. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so music bands. A lot of the bands that we like have had. Uh, uh, either bands breaking up or members of bands leaving. For example, Wham. Yes. And, You know, in many ways, it was good that Wham broke up because George just couldn't. George's solo career. George just had to be George. Yeah. He had to go away. He had to go away and write. I want your sex.
1: Yes. <laughs> and you know, th- I'm just reading at the moment. You know, if you think about Fleetwood Mac, the band rumours was rumoured to be so good, partly because of the volatile breakup that was kind of happening yep. within the band at that time.
0: Yeah. And you were looking up ABBA as well? I was were, looking were up... There were two couples, weren't they, ABBA? Uh, well, there still are.
1: Oh, I can't remember, but there, were, well, there, there was definitely, like, one of them was a couple mm. um, where the winner takes it all was like a breakup song that the guy wrote about the girl. Yeah. Um, and it says, the song puts Agnetha in a strange situation of being asked to sing a breakup song written by her ex-husband just a short period after. Yeah. However, Bjorn didn't intend it to happen that way, it says. Right. Okay. But I mean, it's a cracking song. Yeah. Oh my God. I have like that song is so helpful when you want to access that breakup feel. Right. You know, and just really dig into it. Like, yes, that's a good breakup song.
0: So that's a good uh, that's a good starting point because yeah. the so there are romantic relationships in uh, Flute With Mac and in Abba. Yes. That, but then there are also musical relationships, their creative relationships, yeah. the thing that they do together, and so they maintained being in a band. Yes. Whilst also, so they 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 stayed in the band, but they stayed, but they separated their romantic relationships. Yeah. And so I guess there, there's the first thing to talk about is like volume levels, isn't there? Mm. Like to what extent can one person or um, in a in a relationship be? giving you your being your like creative muse your you know your uh, romantic person your sexual mm. person your person who supports you person that you'll I mean if someone's in a band yeah. as big as ABBA then they're constantly living with each other if they're touring on all the over road the
1: world, all the time or like, recording that be like, you know? yeah particularly yeah.
0: in the 70s when they were just constantly you know recording Yeah. so you, they're cohabiting a lot with that person yeah. as well and mm-hmm. then they've got all these other relationships that they're, you know there yeah. is a lot no going on no wonder
1: it puts them under strain yeah,
0: yeah. and mm-hmm. we're maxing out the kind of the the volume levels so the graphic equaliser they're all turned up to 11
1: oh this comes from our make your own relationship user guide scene so yes. if you're not familiar with this idea we we often talk about like yeah are we putting? You know, again at this point in time, we seem to put a lot of pressure on romantic relationships mm. to meet a lot of different things, mm-hmm. and you know, it's worth thinking about whether we want all of those graphic. We think of it like a graphic equaliser, yeah. where there's all these different um, switches that could yeah. go from one to ten or all the way to eleven.
0: Yeah, well, as we uh,
1: as we're using band metaphors, yeah, and that yeah. comes from spinal tap. Oh,
0: that's great. Huh? Yeah, Stone
1: Edge, which is a fictional band. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I mean, there were fictional, but also non-fictional as well. Well, yeah, because yeah. they also
1: play music in yeah. the yes.
0: um So that's uh, an interesting thing to think about, just generally.
1: Having them all up to eleven is yeah. a lot, but you know, in this situation, there's not any talk of any romantic relationships in no. the band. Uh, but presumably, friendships. there's friendships, yeah, yeah as yeah. well as there being creative relationships, yeah. yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe, uh, maybe this person is thinking about leaving the band in order to. The, the you know, maybe the volume levels are too high on their friendships, for example, and they need to leave the band because maybe it's affecting mm. uh, uh, that. They were talking about emotionally, physically, uh, th- they were emotionally, logically, emotion- emotionally, physically. Everything is saying stop doing this, yeah. But also, I love the band, my friends, the songs really deeply, so yeah, it does feel like there is just a lot going on there, and maybe there's just something needs to be happening outside of that and maybe they're thinking that by leaving the band I'll be able to maintain you know a more uh, achieve like a greater equilibrium with the different relationships that I have
1: and this is such a complexity again with this sort of escalator model of all kind of relationships is that sense that somehow maybe this is partly what the person writing in is frightened of that ending one part or or turning the volume right down on one part where it has been up will somehow mean the volume going down on everything or ending all of it and what they're trying to navigate is like actually which bits of this are working for me and for others which bits aren't and it's things we yeah we might consider this again if we're changing a cohabiting situation or whether there's an erotic element or you know and you and I might even face the same situation where you know at some point the creative bit wasn't working anymore but other aspects were And it's, you know, it's not easy territory, but definitely helpful to question that model of like, it should be ticking every box.
0: Yeah. And just, we did talk about that in one of our podcasts. I can't remember what we called it, but it's, um, I was having a big wobble after the dreadful sales of our book, enjoy (laughs) sex hour if you want to. And what, like a... felt like a real crushing blow for our kind of work together I was thinking well can I invest this amount of money uh, this amount of time into what we're doing and actually we were talking about it in terms of our relationship and how the work that we do together is like this valuable extra thing on top of the other stuff that we're doing together yeah but then if we started also living together yeah uh, or spending you know spending yeah having a lot of daily contact with each other and stuff Mm. all of that might I guess for us might be, we might be maxing out our volume
1: levels. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. But it was interesting to talk about from that perspective of, and maybe that's useful here as well, of like, if you have got a creative or work aspect to your connection, like, what is the place for that? Because yeah. I think in that conversation, it was the one, where, the one where we talk about us or something, the podcast was yeah, called, I think. Yeah, it might have been. Yeah. And I, I was raising, well, you know, for me, this feels like a bit like the erotic piece on an erotic relationship or the romantic piece on a yeah. romantic relationship. It's like this this really important extra. Yeah. So it would be a big deal if it wasn't there. Yeah. And also I'm happy to have that conversation, you know. Yeah. And it's a good ongoing conversation to have because people are always going in different directions, you know, just as like you would expect the erotic to change over time, as we often talk yeah. about. You would also expect the creative like
0: Big connection
1: time. to change over time. Sometimes we'd be really in the same place with what we want to do creatively, and yeah. others not so much.
0: I think the that's really. I think that's a really great starting point to just to try to step back and to see, it, to try and have this kind of broader overview of um, where everything is sitting and what it is that mm. needs to change. But I think that the, the the other thing that we're thinking about is to go back to the, the first bit and go back to why you got into the band and what it is that you wanted to get out of the band. And um, if you if you I guess again following our make your own relationship user guide, one of the first things we ask people to do there is li- list all of the different reasons why people are in why people have romantic relationships. So what you could do is to list all of the different reasons why people get into bands. Yeah. And then look at those and think, okay, which of these were were relevant when I wanted to get into the band. Mm -hmm. What am I getting? Am I getting these things out of it now? Yeah. As a way of helping you to think about, okay, to get over this kind of ambivalence of, you know, I've got so much invested in it and I'm going to miss this very deeply, but also it's not giving me something. And maybe that might help you to articulate things that it's no longer giving to you or that that are no longer available to you when you're in the band. Yeah. And then that might... Help you to have this kind of more real conversation with the band where it's much more where you can come from this place of honesty, but also you can come from a place of you know, is it the dynamic or is it just that you want different things and and is it or is it just a pattern that you've got into? Often, I think when people might be, it's often easier, I think, to start talking about breaking up a thing or stopping doing a thing if you can quite clearly say what it is that you aren't getting and what it is that you want to get from outside of that band relationship.
1: Absolutely. And when I thought about a group situation where, like I did, where i was sort of broken up with in this way like definitely one of the things that felt good about it was that it was framed in exactly that way like this is what really works for us with you being part of this group this is how we might continue that element this is what isn't working for us you know people can often feel a lot of guilt or like it's somehow not okay to do this kind of ending or changing Hmm. but i feel like there's this phrase if it's not working for everyone it's not working for anyone it's really helpful here you know like clearly you wouldn't be feeling this way if it was working for you. And it is just completely legitimate to, to say that it doesn't make yeah. you the bad guy. Cause you're doing the changing thing. You know, it, it changes inevitable, inevitable over time.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And the people, and also, I mean, when I think about all the, the bands that I really love where bandmates left, they were all so young. Yeah. And so, you know, they're getting into, uh, getting into bands and that it's very exciting and also very intense. I mean, mm. when you're in a band and you're writing songs, uh, I mean, I've not been in a band, but when you when you're writing songs and you're and you're doing gigs, there's I guess there's like of intimacy there. Oh yeah, and a real like uh, a surge and a rush of uh, uh, what it is that you're doing, but also, I guess this relates to our new uh, our romantic uh, our new romantic or no r- new relationship energy.
1: <coughs> yes, uh,
0: podcast the this idea of um, the the buzzy hot feelings that we get from being yeah. a something can cloud uh, can kind of cloud or mask what's actually going on for us and how much we're putting into that's our, our true
1: relationship. yeah 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 and like you can see it as a kind of you know I mean Audrey Lord would see that almost like an erotic energy yeah like to be yeah to be co-creating and then to, you know what it must be like to be on stage as yeah. this group performing and feeling that that high which I imagine you know yeah. would come with that yeah, yeah big yeah, time yeah 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 like um, you are going through a kind of almost erotic experience together yeah. Which is going to really bond you, and you're also, you know, if you're on the road or whatever, you're really seeing each other every day, and you're most kind of vulnerable, probably.
0: Yeah, yeah. And those interpersonal like relationships within the band can really like kick off, and particularly, you know, mm. famously, where in bands where like drugs have been involved and yeah. people's personalities tra- change, or um, people become very strained and the constant stress of touring and mm-hmm. and making some th- uh, creating something else. Um, can be can really bring out some things that some dynamics that people want to take themselves out of. Yeah. Thinking of uh, Bernard Butler from Suede, that was certainly something um, that happened there. I think, um, but also I guess that moves on to uh, mm. you know whenever I think about. Uh, Suede, mm. I think of the first two albums where Bernard Butler was the guitarist and the co-writer, and mm. my favourite Suede albums. And then there's a period of Suede without Bernard Butler when yeah. um, they actually auditioned. There, they put a call out to all their fans and said, "If you can replace Bernard Butler, come to these auditions. Wow! And we'll audition you. Play yeah. some Suede songs, and that's what happened. Huh. Um, but you know, um, so in terms of like resolving this, um, this difficulty around feeling this sense of connection and you know, that you put so much into it. Those songs and that period where you were in that band uh, will always be there because, particularly if you've recorded the the music, um, then that's always going to be there with you, whether you're there now, whether you're in the band now or not. You know, it's no longer they... they, Legally, they are not going to be taken away from you, but also unless you weren't a co-writer. Yeah. um, But you are but that was your period and that was your time and if the band continues and mm. does something else then that was still your period so
1: absolutely and i think that there's something so it's a kind of amazing metaphor really a band because you could you know the band could go over time so far that actually all the members could be different from the original members eventually yeah. through these different changes yeah
0: all well, that happened with the velvet underground
1: right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and this. Yeah, there's something nice about that metaphor, though, for for all kinds of relationships, the way, you know, change is inevitable and we're never the same person. Yeah. You know, and we can still value that period of time when it was those people in it, particularly when we were involved, as yeah. well as appreciating what it's become since that's really different. Yeah. You know, in that sense, yeah, like all relationships are like that, that we're shaped by multiple people over time. Yeah.
0: Definitely. Mm. And that's one of the interesting things that can come out in the music as well. So. Yeah. Again, to come back to the Velvet Underground, those first two albums that featured John Cale on the viola and also on bass mm. were extraordinarily like hard and you know very edgy and very mm. powerful. And then they moved into a much more softer, more beautiful um, kind of melodic, uh, still still with some of the edge and still with some of the kind of the very <laughs> art, artiness of that the Velvet yeah. Underground. Bring without John Cale, in. so. There are, and then I think that would the be other.
1: what I'm more familiar with, probably. Yeah,
0: and then there's the Velvet Underground, which doesn't feature Lou Reed or John Cale. Wow, so, so yeah, yeah, the, yeah. Is that the yeah, I guess the
1: Lou Reed Velvet Underground is my Velvet Underground. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, the, so the first mm. four albums are like Lou Reed Velvet Underground, and right. then the first two are John Cale and Lou Reed, and Right. Then, okay. Okay. So, so I guess it's that it's you know it's that it can have a beneficial effect on the on the band if the band remains, but also. Um, it can have a beneficial effect on you as a solo artist if you are separate. But even if you mm. don't pursue a musical career, it's just this idea that it's doors opening. That the same door that opens is the door that closes. To talk oh, about, we've
1: talked about this Duchamp's before. Door yeah, again. yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So Marcel Duchamp, when he uh, moved into his first flat in Paris, had a joiner come round to make to to fix a door, which was both the door to his bathroom and the door to his kitchen. Yeah. So the same door opened the uh, kitchen door as well as closing the bathroom door. Mm. So it's not the the kind of analogy, one door opens, another door closes. The same door...
1: Literally the same door. ...is
0: literally opening one and closing another yeah. simultaneously. And that's the that's one of the ways to look at mm. leaving a band or breaking up a band. Yeah. It's not ending it, it's just pers- the, another... Directions and and Just
1: recognizing that feeling, people. yeah, recognizing that door opening slash closing feeling, which I think, if we tune into it more in our lives, can be a really useful guiding force yeah. of like, okay, oh, yeah, yeah, this, you know, I'm pushing against this door and it's just not opening. Yeah. This is time to move away versus, wow, this is swinging open. Yeah. Also, and it just really, I love that kind of idea that it's a metaphor for individuals as well as groups. I'm just thinking of that um, biopic or whatever they did about Bob Dylan where they had different actors playing Uh, Bob Dylan in all the the different eras of his life because actually in a sense you could yeah I guess it goes to plural selves really it's like you know even though Bob Dylan was one entity he was also this kind of almost a system that changed over time and yeah. it did make sense to represent him as completely different people because he changed that much in terms of his music and himself over time as we all do big
0: time and yeah. also david bowie is another one
1: oh wow absolutely yeah. yeah 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 bowie has all these different personas at different times prince also yeah yeah
0: yeah
1: ah so many great dead musicians yeah yep.
0: Yeah, and also sometimes it is just better if a band breaks up, I think, as yeah. well. You know, if we if we think about bands in the past that we kind of think, oh, you know, if only they didn't break. If uh, yeah. Some bands, I wish they did break up. Yes. <laughs> um, because then it might not kind of... Uh, I really wish the Flaming Lits would break up at this okay. point because for me, the Flaming Lits have already done my favourite album of theirs. Mm. Also kind of turns out that the lead singer of the... Is, of the flame licks is a bit problematic, apparently. Um, and so I'm like, I just kind of want that to stop mm. now. Yeah. Just, you know... And you know, everyone felt, felt quite tragic about the Beatles breaking it, but imagine if the Beatles went on and on and on and on. No, they exactly. They might have become really rubbish.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what would that be like?
0: Yeah, <sighs> Everyone would be like, well, yeah, the early... You know, this yeah. period, Beatles were good, but then all this dross they were doing in the 70s, that was terrible, wasn't mm.
1: it?
0: So, you know, sometimes... Yeah. Think of your fans, they might actually...
1: Yeah. <laughs> it might be a benefit, yeah, yeah, yeah. And again, it's like the, the door opening closing is great because, you know, what about solo possibilities? Yeah, you know. like George. Yeah, or Robbie Williams, maybe. Oh, no, not Robbie Williams. <laughs> <laughs> I like Robbie Williams, I think he's good solo. Maybe not. <laughs> not, for, not for everyone.
0: It's not for everyone, but that doesn't mean that we can't enjoy what we enjoy.
1: So, what's our advice for this person? So they're going to sit down with their band to say, you know, this is it.
0: I think it's like a kind of a bigger. It it could be that there just needs to be like, this is I'm feeling just reading out that paragraph that we read out at the beginning, yeah, and um, and but also being able to kind of articulate some of the more specific things about what the band isn't Mm. giving you, but also what you want to get from other things and the effect that it's having on
1: someone yeah I mean, it could
0: be like that. It's a, that is eating into your time too much or it's costing too much money or yeah. that you're not getting out of it um what you wanted or that um it's just not as much fun anymore but to yeah just to th- own your own experience of being in a band
1: and I think it might be useful like if you're going to open that up Giving, as something we've said before, kind of giving everybody else time to sit with it rather than expecting an immediate response because their immediate response may be defensive or hurt. Yeah. You know, but like, I want to say this to you. I'd really like us to all take some time to think about it and then Mm. I'd really like to hear your perspectives. Yeah. And there may be something about having to sit with how it means different things to different people. Mm. You know, again, a group I was part of, you know, I think. The reason that ended we, well around the ending we realized it had meant a very different thing to two of us than to another two you know to two of us it was like it was it had the role of like a partner relationship mm-hmm. in our lives and to another two it was a place they were going through some really difficult stuff and it was a place they went for a bit of ease and something just a bit joyful mm. and like that you know we hadn't seen that or named it at the time but that was really useful to kind of see that and name it so it wasn't like anyone was letting down anybody else so much as we had different meanings and it may be that the band has different meanings for people and the important thing to do is to sit with everybody's different meanings so it might feel like a betrayal to one person in a way that it really doesn't for another person and, you know, that's okay to, like you know dig into like what does it mean for you and to again to just stay with the fact it can feel very different for different people liberating Definitely. to one person and hurtful to another and you know a bit neutral to somebody else somebody else might be just straight into okay well how do we replace you yeah you know
0: like with suede yeah well one of the things that uh, i was just thinking of as well which comes back to your point if it's not consensual for one it's not if it's not good for one it's not good for everyone yeah and this consent thing is that um first of all we should be able to allow everyone to be in a band or in a relationship for all the different reasons that they're in a band and the trick there is yeah. to find ways of doing being in a band that meets everyone's wants yes. from being in the band yes um and that these are conversations that we could just be constantly having it would have been even more helpful yeah. for you, dear listener, if you were having Ongoing. these conversations On a weekly basis. What does this mean
1: to us, check in?
0: So it's that constant checking in work. But the other thing I was thinking of was that, um, and we've done a a podcast about this when we did hierarchies, is that when you're in a band, there is a hierarchy of, well, the, the. the needs of the band come before the needs of the individuals in the band, and mm. actually the band are the individuals in the band. Yeah. So we shouldn't feel that we have to default to giving the band what the band needs above what it is that we as individuals need. Yeah. And that, that reminded me of another band that I'm going to talk about, Animal Collective, uh-huh. who seem to me to manage this quite well. I mean, they're quite private, so they don't talk about it very much, but basically Animal Collective is a, a collective of different musicians mm. who are sometimes in a band, but sometimes they're solo. Ah. and whenever so whenever there's a new Animal Collective album out we don't really know who's going to be on the record oh, until they tell you Yeah. so the last Animal Collective album that came out didn't have Panda Bear on because mm-hmm. I think Panda Bear was I don't know he's got Family Times in Portugal where he lives or yeah. is doing his own solo album or something uh-huh. and so um, it was just three of them or something and then in pre- other albums mm. it didn't have a, a different member on so yeah. it's that they are building into uh, their output this nature of this mm. kind of thing about consent and being present
1: yeah. that we're the
0: band that will be when we decide that we're going to get together and do something mm-hmm. otherwise we'll be the individuals so it's this kind of much more tightly uh, less tightly kind of connectedness and more uh, I guess more uh, that word
1: <laughs> it's in great-
0: allowing for movement, and Allow, allowing yeah, for flexibility, like flexibility, and
1: fluidity. That's it,
0: the thing that you always bring to the podcast, Angie, is that when you hold on to something too tightly, then we're yeah. breaking it. So allowing for the coming in, the coming, and the freedom within.
1: Exactly. But again, I suppose this is always the caveat point of the podcasts of like, you can't step outside of culture, and like, you know, there are, yeah, there's a whole load of just like there's a whole load of stuff about romantic love, there's definitely a whole load of stuff about bands and about, you know... What they should be like and yet probably yeah that sense of prioritizing the band and yeah. the music overall
0: breaking up because of creative differences but then we're gonna get the band back together yeah
1: exactly you know. it's very romanticized isn't yeah. it so you are up against all of that so i suppose that's just to say the point of like this isn't easy and you know yeah. it is a struggle and yeah like the group i was mentioning like we did check in all the time but we hadn't really noticed that big difference i think in yeah. how we were relating to the group um until afterwards so i suppose there's also something i think that the person writing in actually, did say they were worried, you know, that it would just be messy, and you know, maybe it will be. Yeah. In, a, in a sense, breakups often are. Yeah. However, with the best will in the world, because you know, they are loaded times, often with a lot of emotions in play. And even if we're trying to do them in these very kind of clean, clear mm. ways, there might be stuff that we're just not seeing, or just you know, a lot of painful stuff from people's past might be in play. Like we all have relationships to being abandoned or rejected, mm-hmm. and to and worries about being the bad guy and hurting people that would just inevitably be in place and yeah. may make it a bit messy and a bit painful. But I think... That's okay.
0: Yeah. I mean, we're moving into other podcast territory, but I think that it might be useful to remember that everything ends at some point.
1: Yes, the glass is already broken. Yeah. As uh, one Buddhist kind of teacher put it, it's like holding this glass and appreciating it and knowing that it will break someday. So in a sense, it's already broken, like impermanence, all I of mean, that.
0: Exactly. All bands break up... Uh, but then there is always that body of work still. Yeah. All bands end. Yeah. But there is all that. But there is the body of work. So that's the other thing that is a wonderful thing about being in a band, I guess, or any kind of creative yeah. output is that it's still there
1: yeah, as long that. as it's
0: curated and kept and looked after.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That
0: is our advice then. Yes. Breaking band up break-ups. the band. Uh, please do invite us to your gigs. Um, <laughs> well, it
1: depends what your music's like. <laughs> I mean, I'll, For me,
0: I mean, if it's Mumford and Sons, don't invite me to your gigs. But if I'll it's you probably kind of money. invite NJ to your gigs. I think if that, was, on, that was
1: that was literally oh, on was literally on this. I'm not a big fan of Mumford and Sons, but no. I like the stuff I've heard.
0: Sorry, you don't be sorry <laughs> about liking what you like, MJ Yeah, you know, it was, it's yeah, yeah, I yeah,
1: like it's just yeah. Also, people are into different stuff. You know, it's like like you're into music and sports in a way that I'm not. So you just know them better, I think, and know what it means even when you're listening to stuff in a way that you know I don't. But I'm big into like horror fiction. You know, like if we were to get into that, I would understand the nuances.
0: Yeah, I would you know, never. And yeah. you wouldn't.
1: Yeah. So there we go.
0: Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> um, nice singing, MJ. Oh, I
1: know. That's a I don't want to
0: talk. <laughs> <laughs> I would try and sing a George Michael song, but I can't because he was so amazingly talented that no one can do it properly.
1: Yeah, apart from I'm George. probably on safer ground with ABBA than either of us would be with George Michael. Yeah.
0: <laughs> do, okay, do, before do, I start singing do, Fast do, Love do, or Freedom 90, let's go. Okay, so until... Next time, this is, uh, please, just a reminder of our Patreon, uh, patreon.com forward slash Meg and Justin. Um, if you want, if you're wondering where all the other episodes have gone or what these preview episodes are on this particular feed and, you know, where you can get those, where you get them from our Patreon uh, uh, feed. Um, well, you and, can
1: support us on a sliding scale based on your... Uh, um, capacity to pay.
0: Yeah, and uh, but for our regular uh, uh, podcast feed and our regular blogs, uh, to megjohnandjustin dot com, where you can also find our publications like our zines and our book, Enjoy Sex, How and If You Want to, which is a bestseller. It's the best selling. Sex advice, but that's not. Is it? Uh, no. <laughs> I
1: was going to say, I wish it uh, was. Yeah, it yeah. should be.
0: It should be, definitely. Absolutely should be. 100%. Well, I uh, mean, there's
1: some others that are okay, but like a lot of them are really bad, so I would yeah. like to see ours up there. Yep,
0: yeah, that'd be yeah. good. And uh, we're also on the Twitters, at Meg John, Justin, if you want to tweet us. And so, until next time. Bye. Bye.